happy Friday, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Fried Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Carrie Coppernall Jacobs with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Catherine Bishop, president of the OEA. Fried Okra is a weekly podcast where we get together to talk about public education issues in Oklahoma. We hope you'll join us each and every Friday. Well, we are uh, grateful this morning to have our dear friend, Smarty Pants, Ellen Pogamiller from our legislative and political organizing team. Ellen, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be back again this week. Yes. So things are happening in the Capitol. Yeah. I mean, we are at interim study time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, over the summer, um, members kind of um, submitted their interim studies and then leadership looked at all of them and decided on ones they wanted to host at the Capitol this Mm -hmm. fall. And so those are happening right now. And so we've got some that are affecting education. So before we get to those, for folks who might not be familiar, these are, they last several hours. They've got yeah. Kind of tell us what an inter- in general what an interim study would look like. So an interim study is really an op- opportunity for legislators to identify an issue that they care about, whether mm-hmm. it's personally or maybe someone in their district mm-hmm. has an issue or concern that they would like them to look into. And it's an opportunity to bring experts in. This week, I happened to go to the one on budget as a moral compass. Like, how does oh, our budget, um, how do we spend mm-hmm. and how does that reflect our state as um And so what's really cool is you bring in experts Mm -hmm. from, you know, across the country to talk about what do budgets look like in other states? How does that budget process look like? In Nebraska, they have a blind vote for their budget. So you don't know. I I mean, it's interesting because it's like awesome because leadership can't pressure you to vote a certain way, but maybe your constituents then don't know how you vote. Yeah, that's so interesting. So it, And then it's really an opportunity for legislators to ask questions about, mm-hmm. well, what would this process look like here? Mm-hmm. And how can, um, what would um, our community think if we implemented something like that? And would that engage more people in the process? Yeah. Um, and so I, I personally love interim studies. And sometimes you'll see an interim study maybe this year and two years from now, you know, maybe something yeah. is at mm-hmm. the Capitol in a bill format because they've taken the time to really consider an option that would impact our state in a positive way. So it sounds like you're an interim study geek. What, uh, geek, what geeks you out about that? I I mean, it's it's <laughs> like data. I mean, if you love data. I it, love data. I mm-hmm. just want to say, I, I'm sure you can hear Ellen smiling right now. <laughs> <I know. laughs> like, put a chart up on the wall. Yeah. I, I like data. I, I love, I mean, yesterday in the interim study, was at the end of the session, one of the legislators said, this has changed my mind and I think we should look at, you know, maybe changing how we file bills. Mm-hmm. See, that's so, and that, I feel like there's not an opportunity for that during the session. No, I've never seen no dialogue. No one's going to be like, oh, you've changed my mind. <laughs> yes. And there is never a real honest conversation. Right, so this right. to me is where honest conversations happen. You see a little bit more laughter and, yeah. you know, just like playfulness, but Less also pressure. kind of deep diving into a specific issue. So, so that we have education studies coming up. There are a ton this this session that have been requested this year that have been requested. And so what do we have coming up this week? So this week, um, the first one I'll start with is one that OEA has kind of helped support, which is the Civics Education Interim Study, which is sponsored by Representative Daniel Pei. Okay, so what's that looking at? So what that is looking at, we're um, talking about um, civics education in the state and Mm -hmm. what's our current Mm -hmm. um, civics education curriculum 
Um, what, how does that empower students? How does that empower teachers? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how long are civics education in our state versus other states? Yeah. Um, and what are some, based on, you know, the data that we've provided, what are some policy proposals that would be helpful at the state level to improve our civics education? It seems like something that uh, Representative Pay is very interested in. I've heard him talk about this issue mm-hmm. multiple times, so it'll be interesting to see what comes of that study. Are there going to be teachers? Are there going to be who's? Yeah, so there'll be teachers um, that attend, um, and then there'll be students who attend. Oh, cool. Um, That's great. There's a Oklahoma Alliance for Geographic Education, which I didn't know was a thing, will yeah. we'll be in attendance there. Um, State Department of Ed um, will mm-hmm. kind of talk about what um, more about what federal resources can be utilized to improve civics education mm-hmm. in our state. Yeah. So um, I think it'll be just a really neat opportunity. And what I like about this study that's um, is that we're partnering with um, Generation Citizens, which yeah. is a local nonprofit um, in the state who works on civics education throughout the state. You know, when you think about civics education, more than likely, if you said, when did you have civics? Most generally people would go ninth grade. It was the second semester of Oklahoma history. And and that would be their longevity of civics education. So and interesting. It, it's interesting because most of the legislators, when we talk to them, talk about the importance of when a student graduates, we want them to be a long-term productive citizen right. that votes right. sure. and mm-hmm. shows up to city council meetings and know who's their, who, who's their school board member is. Yeah. And yet the basic principle of that is taught in civics education. Right, right. right. So there are other ones, too. Um, what else should we kind of keep an eye on this week? Um, so one that um, – another one that's interesting is Representative Danny Williams and um, Sherry – Representative Conley are exploring the opportunity to advance educational achievement among kids and adults through distance learning. Um, they're going to bring in K-12, vocational, and higher ed to explore ways to maximize those opportunities. Um, it'll be interesting because um, a lot of times in interim studies, you don't get much more than just a summary. So I don't know if it'll talk about COVID's impact on distance learning yeah. or if this is just a separate lane that's just talking about yeah. the product. Really looking at what we've learned from this last year, what yeah. we need to keep going forward, what do we need to do differently, hopefully. And we're seeing more and more districts sort of co-op together for advanced coursework and those kind of things. So I'll, mm-hmm. that'll be interesting. I'll be interested in that one. What I else? they're bringing in the higher ed piece too. Yeah. 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 The full continuum of, of concurrent it. and all that stuff. Yeah. And and I, I think there's going to be, especially now in high school, there's probably a lot more crossover than there, yeah. you know, that kids can have an opportunity to um, access, you know, college beginning courses yeah. earlier than, you know, maybe we were back in the day. Yeah. And the last one that is happening next week is Representative Dick Lowe and Representative Newton are looking at the energy industry ad valorem tax protest and their effects on schools. So currently, you know, um, if someone has energy, wind, oil, they can tax, they can protest what that value is to try to pay a lesser amount. And we know that there are some of our districts that – because of just the geography of their district, that's a huge part of their budget. 
you know, some districts rely heavily on wind farms, the oil and gas industry drilling near them like that. I mean, I could see how that that would be an issue that would deeply affect several districts. And it, it impacts your bond. So yeah. if you, yeah. you know, if you pause that income coming in and then you can't make your bond mm-hmm. because your money is just sitting out there oh, in word. litigation, you know, I think the process is how do we ensure that, yes, people should have an opportunity to say that my land or, you know, business isn't valued at that. But at some point, there has to be a much more streamlined process to ensure yeah. that funding gets to the schools and entities that rely on those tax dollars. Because right. we look at what happens at the local level. Right. It affects what you're funding from the state level because because it comes becomes a chargeable in, mm-hmm. in that realm mm-hmm. of the funding mm-hmm. formula. So it all impacts each other. Man, this is that will be a complex, interesting mm-hmm. study. That one's all day. and I Oh, I, that's all day one? All day. And when I saw Representative well, Lowe, he was like, <laughs> it's going to be detailed. <laughs> so That's good. <laughs> you will get your so, geek on. I will get my geek on for sure that day. <laughs> so, okay. So for those of us who would love to spend our time watching a, a six-hour meeting, um, an interim study. Catherine, you've you've watched interim studies before. Right. When you can't get over there or right. there's not space or that it's, kind of thing. Or it's just not safe. Yeah. So how do, <laughs> how do people, um, how can our members stay engaged and know what's going on without actually physically being there? Well, one of the places I go to is I just Google OK House and yeah. I go down and I look for any of the committee meetings mm-hmm. and I want to watch them online. I'll, I'll go that avenue. But the the that's why we have lobbyists. That's why we hire yeah. our legislative political organizing specialists, because they're going to keep us up to date on this information. Yeah. So every Saturday, the legislative update comes out yep. and is a outstanding resource to have and go to. Perfect. Well, um, Ellen, we appreciate you coming and giving us a look at what's happening this week and things are gearing up. And so we'll be we'll be watching this fall. Thank you. Thanks. We are excited today to visit with our dear friend and illustrious guru, Heather Cody of the OEA Teaching and Learning Center. Heather, how are you? Good. Thanks for asking. Yes. We are so excited to talk to you today about, we want to talk about knowledge is power. This is a series that you guys have got coming up. Give us a picture of what what the knowledge is power series is. Knowledge is Power is a two-track develop, uh, professional development mm-hmm. experience. One track is all things OEA from the structure all the way down to member organizing. It will yeah. last the entire school year. And then the other one is Knowledge in 90, and those are 90-minute professional development courses that we have been asked to do. Cool. Or have already have on. So, like, where did you come up with the top? Did you just like make it up? How did you? She made it all you, up. How did you I decide did. which topics that we needed? To I made it on? all. Up. Okay, there you go. <laughs> it was all my idea, not <laughs> at all. We last year teaching and learning met. We had several listening opportunities via Zoom. So we met with F. We split it up between size of district mm-hmm. and where you're located, and we heard all of your guys' concerns and all of your ask and we've put it in a series that we will offer all year long. So um, just so everybody knows it's free it for is. members. Yes, it is. Welcome. I it's free member benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's like a hop in hop out situation. It is. So th- this whole series lasts the entire school year, but they're once a month. So you can come in and come out whenever you'd like to. So give us a preview of some of the, of the different things that we're, we're looking forward to. So actually, Tonight, which is Thursday, will be 
our very first one, and that's Collaboration in 90. And we have two members talking about how do you make it successful in your classroom by adding all other staff into planning. Yeah. So special ed teachers, your specials teachers mm-hmm. in lower elementary, but then also in secondary, how you can use um, literature in your math class. And oh, it's cool. going to be wonderful. Member, mostly these are mem- member-led PD as well. So it's coming straight from the classroom. That's awesome. And you've been a teacher. I have. I was a third grade teacher in Tulsa for four years and worked some other places as well. But my longest stint was third grade. In Bless Tulsa. you. Bless you. <laughs> it's fun. Um, so <laughs> this, I was a high school teacher, everyone. I can't do it. I can't do third, <laughs> third grade. is so fun. Um, it is. You, it's a great time. Well, I'm glad someone feels that way. <laughs> I would be like, I've lost seven children today. <laughs> my very um, first day of teaching, I really did lose a child. <laughs> oh, but you found them. I did. Um, so... Uh, talk to us about teaching and learning. So there are lots of centers at OEA, but for folks who might not be familiar or maybe new members, what is teaching and learning? What do you guys do? Teaching and learning um, is the professional development center of mm-hmm. OEA. So mm-hmm. we come out and offer professional development for members in districts and also your entire district as long as you have mm-hmm. me- members. But we can create um, customizable PD just for your district, whatever you're needing, mm-hmm. or we also have a stockpile of professional development that we already have. So whatever you guys need, we're more than welcome to help you guys with. So, I mean, we're going to Salisaw this we week. We are. This week is an example of yep. one of those district-hosted PDs yep. where it's you, but like the whole the whole team. The whole team is going to be there. So we don't just have teaching and learning uh, presenting these professional developments. We have um, all of our centers can offer professional development. If you're looking for something with your um, members that need to organize something, our organizers can come out. Um, yeah. Carrie's coming out to do I a am. comms. I am. PD. I'm going to so talk how- about social media. Yes. The, the way you can use it and then the pitfalls to avoid so that you don't have to exactly. then come in contact with our legal department. So. As, as much as I want to say I know it all, I don't know it all, but I have friends at OEA that do. So I'm the local leader. Um, I'm a member and I want to set up a PD. What do I do? How do I uh, get this? You are going to call me or email me. And my email is hcody at okea.org. And my phone number is 918-706-6807. Call, text, send me an email. I'll get a hold of you. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, thank you for setting up these PDs and and doing it all year long. It's going to be it's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. I'm super excited. Well, let's just take some time and catch up with Catherine. Carrie, I don't know if you know this, but September 15th started a National Hispanic Heritage, American Heritage Month. And it goes from, it's real interesting because it goes from September 15th through October 15th. Yes. But this is the time that we just need to stop and we need to pause and celebrate the achievements and contributions Mm -hmm. of Hispanic American champions. And, um, and, and the great thing is if you're an educator, go to our Pinterest page, yes. our OEA Pinterest page, where you can find uh, lessons and ideas, reading lists yeah. that uh, can help you celebrate this month. And we also, I just thought of this, we have a Hispanic caucus. Yes, we do. Get involved. Wow. Get involved that yeah. way. OKA.org yeah. slash caucuses yeah. and, and get involved with a Hispanic caucus. Right. In fact, I just sent them the other day, I sent them several uh, photos of different flags that we want to make sure that 
in our office that we are flying our uh, national uh, Hispanic Her- National Hispanic Heritage Month flag. Yeah, and so they're helping us decide which flag to cool. use. Cool, good. So that's really good. And then next Monday and Tuesday, so September twentieth, and then on the twenty first, mm-hmm. we're having uh, our our first couple of zone meetings. And okay. so sometimes when you first of all you hear the word meeting. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, oh I'd like more yeah. of those. I want to go to one of those. No one says that. But we have, okay, so OEA, we have six regions. Mm-hmm. But within each region, we have three, four, five zones mm-hmm. that are made up of the different areas. Mm-hmm. And we have directors. We have zone, our board members are zone directors. Mm-hmm. And so on Monday, um, September 20th, it will be Northeast A. So that's up in the... Far, far corner, corner of yep. the state. It's in Vanita. Yes. <laughs> so there, that kind of gives you a hint. Yes. But um, it's going to be at the Pizza Hut. It's okay. going to start at 6 o'clock. Perfect. So what they do is our directors ask members from that area to come in. And it's just a great time uh, to have dinner. It's food, yes. food and fellowship. Yeah. And just see other people you know, from other communities and, exactly. and, and chat. The, and everybody gets to talk with in their like area. Yeah. And... Uh, Leadership is there. Staff is there to bring you up to date on all things good. And I've never been sad to go to a pizza place. No. Never. Yeah. It's so there we awesome. go. And then on Tuesday, uh, September 21st, is Northwest B. And so mm-hmm. that is the uh, – Zach Murray is the zone director, and he is in Ponca City. But the meeting is in Stillwater at McAllister's cool. at 5 o'clock. Now, this is really – here's what happens at zone meetings a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, we have legislators there. Yeah. And so uh, Representative John Talley with it is going to be there yes. along with Representative Trish Ranson. Awesome. Both from that area. So yeah. it's a time to uh, chat and chew. <laughs> and uh, get to to get to visit with your legislators in your area yeah. and be up to date on what's going on at the legislature. It's, meeting does make it kind of sound like that there's going to be a voting. Yeah. And like and maybe a test at the end or something. <laughs> it's really just like you, a fun time to get together yeah, with other yeah, OEA members yeah. and talk about what's going on. Share so. ideas, what's happening in your locals, yep. how, you know, right now in the middle of this pandemic, um, it, it is so important to stay connected uh, for oh, yeah. that that social emotional well being connection, yes. but also how are you guys handling it? What are you yes. doing it? How are you handling sick leave? It's yeah. just a great time to Man. get together and, and talk. There's some stuff to talk about. Yep. yep. Well, we want to say so. So if you're in those areas, get out there. Yeah. And when yours is coming up, you should go. Um, we want to say thank you so much to our wonderful OEA staff members. Thank you to Ellen Pogamiller of our legislative team, Heather Cody of our teaching and learning team for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Fried Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Carrie Coppernall Jacobs with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Catherine Bishop, president of the OEA. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Fried Okra on Apple Podcasts. You can also contact us at friedokrapodcast at gmail.com. We hope you'll join, join us again next week. Until then, keep fighting the good fight for public education.